welcome to Season 1, Episode 3 of the Echo Corpus Christi Podcast, the podcast featuring Corpus Christi's creators, makers, doers, and builders. Emily Vizi is our guest on today's episode. Emily and her family are somewhat new residents of Corpus Christi, but she's jumped in with both feet. She and her co-blogger, Courtney Ron Hell, are the creatives behind the Hacienda South Texas blog, which you can find at HaciendaSouthTexas.com and at Hacienda South Texas on social media. In this episode, Emily takes us behind the scenes of Hacienda South Texas, and we learn about her passion for Corpus Christi, her inspiration and interest, and about an opportunity for us to support a movement to get Trader Joe's to come to Corpus. Also, if you listen to the end, Emily makes a big announcement about a flavorful new venture she'll be opening very soon in downtown Corpus Christi. We began our recording on the beautiful patio at Hester's in Lamar Park, but we were interrupted by a leaf blower. So we finished the interview inside Hester's. Thanks for listening. Let's visit with Emily. Well, Emily Vizi, thank you for joining the Echo Corpus Christi podcast today. I am so excited to be here. Well, we're excited to have you on the show. So I think we'll tell our listeners that we are sitting on the patio at one of our favorite places, Hester's in Lamar Park. Gorgeous uh, morning. It is a beautiful morning. We're going to hear some birds in the background and some other fun <laughs> local creatures. What I usually like to start with is giving the guests an opportunity to kind of tell his or her Corpus story. How did you get sure. here? Are you from here? Yeah. What's your background to get to Corpus? Well, so I love this. I love telling this story. So my my mother grew up in Beeville, Texas, which is about, I don't know, 45 minutes, a little bit right. you know, north of uh, Corpus Christi. And my father was a naval pilot who was stationed in Beeville. And so in the 70s, they met and married in mm-hmm. a matter of six months. And oh my. the rest is history. So we <laughs> moved all over the world um, growing up. I lived in uh, Hawaii and Puerto Rico and London and San Antonio. My devastation in San Antonio for a little bit. But during all of those travels, um, both of my father's grandparents, both of my, my father's parents had passed away. Okay. So really, our, my only, only grandparents that we had were the ones from Beeville. So whenever we would come home, quote unquote, it would always be to Beeville. And so um, my family's had a ranch outside of Beeville for years that we just have so many family stories. So mm-hmm. I have always felt a tie to South Texas because of the history of our family and my grandparents. And I've just always loved it for its, because it's home. It's the right. home that we always were tethered to. Mm-hmm. And so um, my father retired to San Antonio for, from the Navy and I did all of my high school in San Antonio and went to the University of Texas. Um, and from the University of Texas, I moved to Washington, D.C., and I was there for seven years. Oh, and while there, I met my husband. Okay. Um, and we uh, lived there for a little bit after getting married, and then my husband's job offered him the opportunity to move to Atlanta, Georgia. Um, it opened up kind of a, an arm of their firm, okay. and so we jumped at the chance. I was pregnant at the time, mm-hmm. probably five months pregnant. Moved to Atlanta, and I like to say we moved to Atlanta, and I had no babies, no pack and plays, no diapers. <laughs> and when we left Atlanta, I had uh-huh. three children, oh and, but we left with no babies, no pack and plays, and no diapers. Wow. So that was definitely our mm-hmm. child rearing stage. The infants came, and, and right. you know, in fact, I had a stroller that was like my right arm that mm-hmm. I couldn't even imagine not having. So we moved it here, and like a year <laughs> later, finally sold it because I hadn't right, used it once, right. but I just couldn't imagine life without a baby stroller. Sure. So um, probably about two years before we left Atlanta, my husband started working for himself. So he left the okay. firm he was with and kind of flipped the relationship, became a consultant for them and grabbed another couple clients. And um, 
So we realized that we had the opportunity to live wherever we wanted, as mm -hmm. long as he had access to an airport, so we could you know, go where his clients needed him to go. The world was kind of our oyster, so we started assessing where we wanted to go. We knew we wanted to get closer to Texas, because mm -hmm. I loved the idea of having wide open spaces for the girls to grow up, and, and you know, having them have that connection with our ranch that I grew up having. Um, we looked at Austin, we looked at San Antonio, and um, both Austin and San Antonio, while we loved them, were uh, the to live where we wanted to have, you know, the access to schools yes. that we didn't want to have to pay private tuition. The cost of living was insane. And we yes. would, when we were in Atlanta, I should also say we lived in a shoebox, which I loved it. I absolutely <laughs> right. loved my shoebox, uh -huh. but it was a shoebox. And I mean, we had three kids in a matter of three and a half years. Oh my word. And I think we had like 1200 square feet. I mean, we oh, were wow. so efficient with mm -hmm. our use of space, but um, it was just tight. And so I was ready to not live in a shoebox again. I just needed to breathe. So when we looked at Austin, San Antonio, Austin was just the crap. The traffic was mm -hmm. really offset putting to me and sure. um, the cost of living. We would the house would have to be in great state of disrepair for right. us to be able to afford it. Um, San Antonio is kind of same deal. Shoebox of a house. And I just wanted to kind of be able to stretch our stretch our arms. And um, Marcus actually had the idea. He said, what about Corpus? And I said, that's a great idea. You know, we love the water. Mm -hmm. Having grown up in Puerto Rico and Hawaii, sure. I also feel kind of a closeness to the water. Um, At that point, did you know that he was a total fishing addict? Yes, knew okay. he was a huge fisherman, but he didn't even know how great the water was okay. here. He just knew there was water here. <laughs> and so, um, so we came and we did like kind of a loop around, mm -hmm. checked out some schools, checked out neighborhoods, and just kind of like, yeah, here we go. Awesome. You know, it was close to 45 minutes to the ranch, on the water, close to my parents. Um, and we just figured, here we go. So that's how we got here. And how long ago was that? About four and a half years ago. So this uh, May will be five years. So are you feeling settled in and planted in Corpus? Yeah, it's crazy. I can't believe we've been here this long, but very much so. You know, I felt like the Corpus community instantly welcomed mm -hmm. us um, and uh, invited us in and was you know, excited to involve us in what they had going on, and we were excited to jump in. And so, um, we've we've loved it. I can't I, I can't I can't barely remember life before. <laughs> <laughs> I totally understand that. We've been here about four years, also. Yeah. So, it is it is always interesting to look back. It's kind of like when you get your driver's license. You can't imagine ever not having your driver's right. license. Right. Right. It's kind of the same feeling. With once, kids, right? Once, exactly. Right. <laughs> once you once you kind of get involved in Corpus, it's yeah. hard to imagine or remember ever ever wanting to be somewhere else or yeah. ever living somewhere else, although you have, yeah. of course you have those memories, but mm -hmm. the, the desire and the passion for where you are mm -hmm. really sets home here in Corpus, I feel like. Yeah, you know, I um, having grown up in the mil as a military child, kind of the idea of, you know, grow where you're planted mm -hmm. was always kind of our family motto. Like we, we are here and we are gonna get involved. It didn't matter if, we didn't know how long we were gonna be there sometimes, and so, but my parents always encouraged us to like, it is mm -hmm. now, we are in the present, let's enjoy it, let's get involved. Don't you know hold off and think, well, I don't know how long I'm gonna be here, so maybe right. I shouldn't find a church or maybe I shouldn't get involved with this organization. Mm -hmm. You know, We're here, let's be present and enjoy it. I think that's one of those kind of unheralded benefits of growing up in a military family, Absolutely. although I didn't. My parents have been in the same house since I was a year yeah. and a half. But I have a lot of friends who grew up in military families and they are so capable of diving into a place and yes. making friends immediately. And, yep. and the friendships are not with this hesitancy of, I don't know how long I'm going to be here. It's so much more of a, 
we're here. Yeah. Let's let's get to know each other. Let's let's invest in this location where we are. And when we have to move, we have to move. Yeah. We'll do the same thing over, but we'll keep all of these friendships along the way. Absolutely. Have you developed some of those along the way before you got to Corpus that you kept as part of your military upbringing? Well, you know, we I that was pre-Facebook. Yeah, and I'm so sure. it was so much You're harder. Not that to, old. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it was so like back then, unless you were a good pen pal, it was hard to right. stay in touch. And even then, friends with other military families, they moved all the time. Sure. So, you know, if you forgot to write a couple of years, then sorry, they're gone. Right, but what's right. so fun is that I've reconnected with so many of them via Facebook. You know, it was kind of like a mm -hmm. this wildfire thing. But yeah, a lot of them we're still in touch with and I like great? to kind of watch and see. So with uh, with Beeville, the ranch out there being your home base growing up, did you come to Corpus regularly? Kind of, In other words, can you give us a before and after? What was it like when you would come visit as a child if you did, or do you have memories no, of that? No, not really. I, we, we would come, but it was, in fact, I remember my grandparents brought us uh, when the Texas State Aquarium had its grand opening. Oh, wow. It was like that weekend, mm -hmm. I remember thinking, this is so amazing. And, um, but it was, it was not often enough to have solid memories. I do know, I mean, we came a lot and did things, but there were no specifics that I remember. But I know that to Beeville, Corpus was the big city. For so. sure, <laughs> for sure. Still is maybe, I don't right. know. Right, still, yeah. Um, so I know that you have a really interesting blog here called Hacienda South Texas. Yeah. Tell us about how that got started. And I believe you do it with a co, mm -hmm. do you call her a partner, co-blogger? I don't know. However you know. describe her, co-author? We're buddies. Okay, a, a, co a <laughs> buddy, so perfect. We're so informal. I don't know, it uh, probably says it on the blog what we are. <laughs> you may. Uh, um, so, kind of, we got here and um, Marcus and I, time and time over, would talk to people and tell them, you know, they would say, how'd you get here? Did a mm -hmm. job move you here? And we'd say, no, we chose Corpus. And people would be like, oh my goodness, right. why in the world? Or they would say, oh, we've heard about you. Mm -hmm. You're the couple that chose to move here. <laughs> and um, I just uh -huh. consistently found that surprising. While I understand that we don't have a lot of the amenities of a large city, I mean, I, I've told you, I grew up all over in some of the largest cities in the world. Right. I recognize that, but I also recognize in life, everything's about a trade-off, you know. For every pro, there's a con, mm -hmm. um, and with large cities and small cities, there are pros and cons to both. And I always, I just felt like Corpus has, and as we've continued to grow here and, and continue to deepen our relationships, the feel of Corpus is that it has a small town connection, mm -hmm. but has kind of some quote unquote big town amenities. I mean, I know we're not Houston and we're not San Antonio, but we have a lot of the things that make life easy right. of those big cities. But we also have a lot of things that we don't have a lot of things that make big towns hard. True. Um, and so over time, um, well, actually, Courtney Runhell, my other what, co blogger, whatever you call her. <laughs> You know, Buddy. we had a lot of ideas, and Courtney came from Houston and um, also saw a lot of the potential in Corpus, and, and it kind of started out as like, we want to do a, we want to kind of develop some of these old buildings mm -hmm. and do that stuff. So we had all these grand ideas, and finally Courtney said, I think we need to do something a little smaller scale, and I think that we need to really kind of more focus on the lifestyle and right, kind of try and create a lifestyle brand for mm -hmm. Corpus Christi because we do so many great things, and we have so much fun, and it's such a great community but no one's really talking about that. Right. And that was such a smaller toe in the water than trying to find money to invest in a building. I mean, that was just, that's a, that was aggressive. It's good you to know? have big goals though, but it right. is important to be right. able to set your feet and start true. something, get that so momentum. So true, and, and you know, such a, a low upfront cost for us. It was, it's just our time and um, our passion for the region. Mm -hmm. So um, that's kind of how the idea started was, you know, we want to show people all the cool things that we're doing and, you know, 
talk about how great it is. So for those who haven't been to HaciendaSouthTexas.com mm -hmm. or found you on Instagram with the same handle, what what are some of the general categories or concepts that y'all write about or yeah. what's the, the setup or the style of the blog? So we wanted it to be a place that people could visit if you're looking for ideas of things to do if you're coming to visit Corpus, but it's also meant to be kind of a information sharing for those that are living here. Mm -hmm. So um, you go to the site and um, it's kind of like a rolling feed of our most re recent blog posts, but then also we have them categories. So if you're visiting Corpus Christi and you want to see some cool things about visiting, you can click on the visit tab. If you're living here and you want to see, um, we've kind of, uh, we also wanted to have kind of a subcategory about, you know, fishing, some mm -hmm. of the cool fishing things, the ranch life going on. Um, I will say that the fishing and ranch life is not as robust <laughs> as some of the other ones because I envisioned my husband from, right, right, so might kind of being a little posts. bit more of a <laughs> contributor uh -huh. and life kind of gets in the way. But, you know, we're also open to having kind of some cool locals, you know, do guest spots and, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So it's really just kind of talking. In the last couple of months, I've just found it intriguing to reach out to people who are doing cool stuff and learn their backstory. Mm -hmm. I, growing up, I always loved Texas Hill Country Reporter. I mean, Absolutely. I loved it. Like weird mm -hmm. seven-year-old who would get up early <laughs> before the CBS Morning oh, News Emily. to watch Texas Hill right. Country Reporter. And most of the time, I cried at some story mm -hmm. <laughs> that Bob Phillips right. was Bob, talking absolutely. about. Sure. <laughs> and so I think I just have always loved knowing people's story behind why they do mm -hmm. it because it's always interesting you know everyone has its reasoning and I think understanding people and the um, the context is pretty neat and so um, I just like hearing the reason why people are doing things and also sharing the cool stuff that, that they're doing and, and their motivations. How have you been received when you approach somebody for an interview or a conversation? Oh my gosh, well I literally just wrote about this. I just wrote about 1915 Farm and the amazing mm -hmm. couple that are just doing pretty cool stuff out in Victoria. Um, and I say it's really great because I feel like it's like some creep cover because normally <laughs> I would reach out, right. you know, someone who you just randomly are like, I'm just interested in why you have a mm -hmm. grass fed sustainable farm. I think that'd be kind of weird, but because I'm like, and I'd like to write about on Hacienda, I don't feel as self-conscious about <laughs> just randomly reaching <laughs> out because I really true. would yeah. want to know, but now it's like, and here's why I need to know. Right. I have a basis for my question. Right, I'm a journalist. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> other than my own curiosity. Here's my journalism pass. Oh, uh, yeah. For sure. Well, that's a lot of fun. What is What was special about the farm itself that got you excited and, and made you want to write about it? So, in my older years, I've been watching a lot of documentaries. Mm -hmm. And, I've in fact, a girlfriend of mine said, you need to watch this documentary called What the Health. And then I watched it, and I'm like, forever changed. And <laughs> Absolutely. Food Inc. and all mm -hmm, of these. Mm -hmm. And I just think, um, you know, the closer we can get our food, fruits, vegetables, meats, all of it, the better it is for our body. And they are, that's exactly what they're doing. They are raising, you know, pigs and cows and chickens on mm -hmm. a small scale. You know, I can point to it and say, that's the chicken I'm eating. Right. I mean, there's a hilarious sketch on um, a show called Portlandia, mm -hmm. you know, which is just like above and beyond making fun of, right. you know, granolas. <laughs> and they have this whole scene where um, they're talking about a chicken and they want to know, did the chicken have a good life? Did right. the chicken have a name? Bless can you heart. tell me if the chicken enjoyed its growing up? Does mm -hmm. it have brothers and sisters? You know, the whole right. joke about it. 
But I mean, there is a point where I do would like, I don't need to know its name or its number, Absolutely. but I would like to know just what it was fed and sure. you know that it was Or was it just injected three days ago and now it's this full grown right. chicken and right. what is right. that doing in to me as I eat it? And, right. you know, so I just think that they're really responsibly raising mm -hmm. and producing this meat and I want to eat it and share it with my family. You bet. <laughs> well, that, that's interesting that you bring up the eating part of it because I've noticed on Hacienda South Texas that you've had some articles about table settings. Oh, yeah. And then you've had some articles about the new Nueces Brewing Company. Yeah. Is there a, an intentional food theme going on or is it, these are just some of the interesting stories you've come across and you decided to jump it's on them? It's, a, it's the second, it's the latter. Okay. So, um, you know, so when we started the blog, we literally have no journalistic background. I joke, Texas Monthly is not going to be <laughs> knocking on our know. door. <laughs> you never know. Some of those, some of those writers over there oh, come from crazy backgrounds like computer hilarious. science and so forth. So well, you just never know. So, um, what I've learned is that I can't, I can't flip through a book and stop on a page and point about something I'm going to write about. Okay. I have to um, find it interesting mm -hmm. and kind of inspirational or motivational in some sort. So it tends to be the stuff that's going on in my life. Mm -hmm. So or things that inspire me. So like when we did a post about the table setting, because I was hosting a dinner okay. and I hadn't done a blog post in a while. Mm -hmm. Perfect. <laughs> and I have Spode China that is a very old traditional mm -hmm. one and I tend to have more of a modern edge as I get older. And so I was like, we gotta figure out how to step this up. And mm -hmm. so I figured why not share it? You bet. Then the New Aces Brewing Company is because I absolutely love that building. Mm -hmm. It was so exciting to me to see that someone was renovating it oh, and I time. wanted to know what it was. And so I figured while I'm finding out, I might as well write about it. You bet. So you bet. That's, it's kind of what's going on in our lives and, and our really our only criteria is that it has to do with South Texas. So mm -hmm. for the table setting one, because it was also about a dinner party, you know, I wanted to throw in, you know, some South Texas businesses that had, um, that played a part in mm -hmm. it. And so that's kind of the criteria. There can't be just random. It has to be some tie back to our region. So do you and Courtney develop the stories together or do you write separately? How does that partnership work? Totally independent because we're, what motivates us and is interesting to us is different. We'll bounce ideas off each other, but um, it's really kind of whatever's going on in our lives and, um, you know, independent uh, because we're, you know, she has different, she's mm -hmm. different career aspiration or line she's an interior designer and so she has a different world of people that she runs with and it bounces mm -hmm. ideas off of and but we just kind of bounce ideas off each other and then I'll encourage her and she'll encourage me so. do you work on some on a set schedule or is it more when life allows oh, I post Lord, have it's when life allows and <laughs> we always joke with each other that um the best part is we have no editor breathing down our neck right. and the worst part is we have no editor breathing down our neck. So, you know, this summertime when all the kids are out, I mean, between us, we have five kids. So when wow. summer's out, we're just trying to stay above water. So mm -hmm. we'll, sometimes it will lack. And so it'll, you know, wax and wane as, as time allows. My wife likes to call summertime for mamas when mamas become the cruise director. <laughs> mm -hmm. So perfect. Because, you know, you got all these kiddos that need to be entertained. Yeah. And generally kids can be self-sufficient, but sure. not for 16 hours a day. Right. And they also, especially smaller ones, need a little bit of firm guidance mm -hmm. from mom mm -hmm. and from dad when yeah. you can be around too. So. But also you have to keep your mind. I mean, I, it's possible you can go no insane, joke. right? No joke. I, I sometimes go back and forth with the desire to have kids in year-round school. <laughs> I know, Because I there's know. this... It's so good for them to have the yes. structure and the yes. social out, out outings and then the, the ability to burn energy, but the learning, yeah. 
But then on the flip side, just like we do as adults, we need a breather oh, from whatever our daily routine is. Sure. And so there, you see the value in the summertime, but then boy, that ramps up the burden on the parents yep. for the summertime because it's holy true. cow. It's true. It's, it's great to get to spend time with your kids and sometimes it's more complicated than yeah. that. <laughs> well, so my parents, so my father grew up in Wisconsin and um, his entire life and joined the military after mm -hmm. high school or after college. Um, but we go back every summer. My parents spend half their time in this town in Wisconsin that okay. my dad grew up in, half their time in San Antonio. Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, it's on the lake. Mm -hmm. um, and we will go visit them in the summers. And it is the life that I think people grew up with 50 years ago. You know, the girls get have bikes, mm -hmm. they go in the morning and you know, I don't see them sometimes. And there's this nostalgic way of living that makes the life a lot easier. You bet, a little Mayberry. The, the cruise director works a little bit harder <laughs> up there. For sure, for sure. <laughs> so um, that's always been a special thing for us to, to do, and um, it makes it a little bit easier to kind of have a breather from the heat and mm -hmm. all that stuff. So, What are what are some of the fun memories y'all have developed as a family down here, the fun traditions you developed here in Corpus? Well, so my husband loves taking the girls out fishing. Mm -hmm. He is, he has, he moved down here with one boat. He has sold that boat. He has purchased another boat because it's better for the flats. So his first boat was a little too deep. He didn't realize, first of all, he was a fly fisherman before he okay. moved here. Moved down here and didn't realize this was like the Mecca right. for fly fishing. And he, his mind is just <laughs> exploding. He was so sure. excited. So he immediately needed to get a flats boat so he right. could get where of he course. wanted to fish. But then the flats boat proved not too seaworthy with a family of five. Right. So he can't take, we can't all go out together. So well, he's now sold times. that boat. <laughs> I know. And so he's looking for another one. So while we love fishing together, mm -hmm. we can't necessarily do it. But right. spending time on the water with the girls is something that he just absolutely loves. And he also have realized that I didn't realize this whole amazing world of fishing cabins, like mm -hmm. cabins on the water or on little snippets of land that right. are owned by groups of people. And it's just this really kind of rustic, cool thing. And um, so he has kind of purchased a, uh, a share right. of one of these houses. So loves taking friends and the girls down there. We tried one time to go down. This is so typical. We tried going down there when the girls were all at summer camp. We had this one week. Right. And we get on the boat. We're like, you know, logged down with all this stuff and the boat's engine won't start. It was the Isn't most- Isn't that the story though? Wah, wah, For sure. Wah. I mean, <laughs> I've never seen him so downtrodden mm -hmm. in my entire life. And I was so bummed too. I mean, this amazing cabin, you feel like you're out in Belize. Right. And um, didn't work. No. So we're looking for a family boat, but we love doing that. We love going down to the farmer's market and just having that beautiful view on the water. And um, they have a really cool kind of Wednesday night art activity every yeah. Wednesday that they do alongside the farmer's market. Um, just really kind of enjoying the the natural resources around here. Mm -hmm. Love going to the beach. We've, um, during the summers and kind of into the fall, we do Sunday fun day on the beach and we'll just send out a text to, you know, 20 families mm -hmm. and say, we're gonna do Sunday fun day. We, the first person there said, send everyone your mile marker. And um, we go out later in the afternoon, we go like three or four, so the sun is starting to set. So Perfect. you have a couple of hours right. of sun but it's already kind of a, not as intense. It's like potluck, everyone just comes and the kids play and mm -hmm. the parents visit. 
Um, and it's always a ton of fun. And so love kind of taking advantage of all of those natural resources that we have sure. around us. What kind of activity, well, I'll tell you what, let's hit the pause button with the okay. leaf blower guy in the background and we'll come back to it. Well, welcome back. So we took a little break to avoid yeah. the, um, I think he was not even a leaf blower. He was more like a leaf vacuumer. <laughs> And he was it coming seemed our like way. He was going. Yeah. For, he was going to be in, in it for a while. He really wanted to be on the podcast, <laughs> and I can't blame him. It's a great place to be. But while we were visiting in the interim, we talked a little bit about Trader Joe's, and yeah. I mentioned that my wife has heard a rumor that they're coming to town, and we're still in the rumor stage right. for sure. But then you shared something really interesting with me that Courtney learned about Trader Joe's. What was that? Yes. Well, so Courtney and I kind of joked that one of the reasons we started the blog was to try and bring all this cool factor to Corpus so that Trader Joe's would want to come here. Mm -hmm. And so she's done research with all of her Trader Joe managers in Houston whenever she goes to visit her family. And um, that they are, that, that if you want a Trader Joe's, you're supposed to start a Facebook page. And if you get to 12,000 likes, they'll kind of look your way. And wow. so on Hacienda, we did a while back. And um, I mean, you can go to Hacienda, South Texas and Google Trader Joe's. But um, I'm trying to see how many likes we have on our page. Um, anyway, if you go there, you'll find it, and you can like it, and maybe bring a Trader Joe's here. So, what was the the magic number? Twelve thousand. So yep. we have three hundred and fifty thousand residents of Corpus Christi. Surely, yeah. there are twelve thousand folks here yeah. that can go to the Hacienda South Texas Facebook page and find the Trader Joe's link True. and give it a like. We're at twelve hundred, so we're a tenth of the way there. That's great. <laughs> That's great. You got to start. You know, that's yeah. uh, you got to get the big mo going, and now you got the big mo. So uh, let's drive it on home, listeners. True. true. Uh, right now, I have five listeners, two of whom are my parents. So, and the other three are the guests that have been on the well, show. Well, I bet your parents haven't liked that page yet. So that's <laughs> they have like, So they can get out there and do it. Corpus Christi wants a Trader Joe's. Okay, yeah. that's awesome. I love it. Mm -hmm. We'll get we'll get that out to the world and get get ourselves a Trader Joe's because. Mm -hmm. Everybody needs a little two buck chuck in their lives. Oh my gosh, I love that! I love that store. It's a lot of fun. Absolutely. We when we go to San Antonio to see my family, uh, I come back with. I look like I might need to seek help <laughs> from the Trader Joe's brown bags in the oh back of our God. suburban. Like I might have a shopping problem. It's not <laughs> dedicated to one particular area of the store, really. It's more like. We don't need all this luggage. Let's just make room for our Trader Joe's bags. To well, come what I in. love about it and why I really think it would do well in Corpus is, uh, you know, the Whole Foods that, you know, that I don't necessarily see doing well here because it's really expensive to right. shop at Whole it Foods. Is. But at Trader Joe's, I feel like everything is really well priced and it's a good product. And I mean, that's one of the things I love about Corpus mm -hmm. Christian is like, it's just an authenticity here. Right. You know, we're real right. people and, and uh, we're looking for a great value mm -hmm. and a good product. And Trader Joe's offers that. <laughs> yes, it does. And I think you should be a spokeswoman for him. That was well done. We're going to send him this clip and let yeah, him say, it, hire, Emily, it. hire Emily, hire um, so, Emily. So back to the Hacienda South Texas blog. What do you and Courtney have planned for the future for the blog? <clears throat> you know, I think we're just going to keep on keeping on. Mm -hmm. uh, when we started this, we said full on, we have no idea where this is going to go. We right. just... We just want to put some things out there, and where it takes us, it takes us. And so we're just going to kind of keep on doing our thing, and where it takes us, it takes us. And it may just be that we continue to promote things and people and businesses and organizations around South Texas, because we really do run the gamut. I mean, 
one of our posts one time was about um, an organization in South Texas, Foster Angels in mm -hmm. South Texas, and the amazing work they're doing here. And Absolutely. So it's are. really just about promoting everything that we think is good about mm -hmm. South Texas. You'll never find anything negative on our on our blog. It's not that there aren't negative things down here. It's that we just we don't want to have any negativity associated. So if, if it's something that we don't like, we're just not going to write about it. Sure. That makes just sense. you know. So we've checked out things before that I had all intention on writing about and thought, mm -hmm. ah, I don't want to put our name behind that. It's just right. not the right fit. And so we've just kind of moved on. Kind of let someone else handle the investigative journalism. <laughs> right. Break the news stories right. about the right. other things going right. on here. And I don't right. need to be sunshines and rainbows. <clears throat> you know, I mean, we definitely have issues. All the cities have issues, but um, our idea is to you know, pump up this region. Goodness knows it wouldn't take long to find negativity about any area. So. Right. So what about your family and you personally? What are you excited about coming up in Corpus Christi? Man, it's like I teed up that question for you, Rob George. <laughs> so Marcus and I, when we moved here, we were so excited about South Texas and the word that everybody says about towns that are right on the brink of, mm -hmm. you know, a renaissance. Potential. There's right. so much potential. That is so true. And um, we love the idea of kind of being a part of that. And so we've had multiple different ideas, mm -hmm. inspiration from all the places we've lived and visited. We have run numbers and done business plans more than we can count. Sure, and good. none of them have really worked out until now. Exciting. And so we are opening up on Cinco de Mayo Sunday, mm -hmm. 2019, the Scoop Shack, which is a downtown ice cream Awesome. Spot. I love it. Yeah, love, it's going to be in the Water it. Street Market and um, right outside the sushi room. So it's mm -hmm. located kind of in a triangle between the Water Street um, restaurant, surf club, and the sushi room. So this summer, it's just kind of a seasonal. Mm -hmm. it, it was a shack that was already there. They were uh, kind of had the idea to, to um, serve oysters. Right. And it just, they had, life got busy and it never happened. Mm -hmm. So the shack was just there. And so we're talking to the Lomax family, they said, you're welcome to try it out for the summer. And we said, oh, all right. Oh, that's exciting. How fun. <laughs> so that is that that actual shack that's right there, kind of yeah. backed into the corner? Yeah. Oh, how perfect. Yeah, the big, it's now kind has of a paint patio. job as of yesterday. Awesome. So it's it's no longer kind of, uh, doesn't really fold into the background anymore. It's, mm -hmm. It punches. <laughs> I love it. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. What an yeah. exciting thing. So Cinco de Mayo? Cinco de Mayo Sunday. Okay. You can come get some ice cream and enjoy the... <clears throat> the downtown feel. Mm -hmm. Is there a, does the scoop, scoop Shack have social media at the moment? No, so we're waiting. Another thing, you know, <clears throat> it's kind of all overlapping. So I love this whole region. I want this region to continue to, you know, do well and have kids stay who are graduating and, and just continue to kind of add to the layering and texture. Mm -hmm. So we've worked with Texas A&M's design uh, team. So a student who is currently in the graphic design um, program at A&M is working on our graphics and so she's going to kind of be a part of it and so I want to kind of fold all of that in, but we're kind of in the final stages. But it's an A&M uh, grad student or undergrad who's working on our stuff. So soon, soon we'll have it. We have a Facebook page, but I didn't want to roll out our Instagram till our logo is set. Perfect. Well, that sounds super exciting. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Thank you for taking time to come on the Etch of Corpus Christi podcast. Absolutely. Thanks really for doing it. it. <laughs>
Thank you to our infrastructure partners, Sound Guys, Clint Tucker Homes, and Sawyer Audiology. And thank you for taking time to listen.